cliffcentral.com. If you don't know already, there are honest to God, famous, 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 famous people on YouTube that, that are just amazing at what they do. And one of those people is a professional streamer and author and an academic. And she's, she's also, um, got her own YouTube and Twitch channel. She plays competitive card games. She plays games that spark her creative interest. She's written a book, which we'll talk to her about in a second. And in case you don't know who she is, she's also dating one of the most famous people on YouTube and in the world, Mr. Beast. And her name is Tia Boyson. She's from Cape Town. Hey, Tia, how's it? Hey, Gareth. How are you guys doing? Good. So nice to meet you. And, uh, and, and well done on all the stuff that you're doing. It's, it's bloody incredible. I mean, isn't it great to be alive at this time? It's amazing. There are so many opportunities. There's just nothing holding you back. And I'm just so privileged to be where I am right now. And I feel like I'm just getting started, though. I still have a lot of yeah. things I need to do. Well, I mean, you're 24, right? And you've already you've got a master's, 25, you've got a master's degree. In, you got a master's degree in neuropsychology? Studying it now, yes. Very impressive. Okay, so tell us where it all started for you because a lot of people, and I said this at the beginning, it's amazing where South Africans turn up. You know, we've got the richest guy in the world who was born in this country. You've got a princess in Monaco who was born in this country. We've got uh, people who are hosting like late night TV shows in America. And then we've got you. How did this all start for someone who was born in Cape Town? Yeah, well, all right. So I started with esports casting uh, initially because I was studying at Stellenbosch. I was doing a degree in law and my friends were going out each night and I just wanted to sit back and play some video games, but I felt too guilty. So I thought, how can I do this productively? And I heard about this uh, site called Twitch, which is where people can live stream to an audience. So I tried that a little bit and I started doing that um, uh, rather every other night. And a company in Poland called CD Projekt Red who makes The Witcher game they mm -hmm. picked me up and hired me to start esports casting for them, which is very lucrative, by the way. Mm. Um, so for a 20-year-old at the time, that was a lot of money. So I wow. saved that, used it to network more, and that's how I'm going to afford my studies in Scotland now for a master's degree, essentially, because it's a lot of money for an international student. Absolutely. But I mean, what an incredible story. I mean, th this is, again, what makes it so amazing to be around right now. There's so many opportunities. You just have to open your mind to it. And doing the things you really love can actually earn you money, which was never possible before. You had to work so that you could spend the money from work on the things that you loved. Exactly. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I have a bit of a problem when it comes to relaxation. I always feel guilty if I'm not somehow mm -hmm. turning my hobby into a profit, which is why I also wrote the book, because I love reading. And again, I was studying, I felt guilty. Maybe I have the wrong mindset, though, because I just felt like I'm doing a degree, I have to do well at that degree, and I can't afford to do anything else. Um, so yeah, I, I turned my writing into a profitable business, I turned my gaming into a profitable business. And now, as I know more about what it takes to become a streamer in South Africa, I'm also talking with some uh, streaming orgs. It's not yet, um, it's not yet uh, official or anything, but mm -hmm. I want to own uh, the largest gaming org in South Africa or co-own. There wow. are some great people who sure. are already involved. And we want to connect South African streamers with South Afri uh, people who own South African uh, brands, essentially because there's a lot of money involved and they don't oh, know where yeah. to find our people. 
So if we can connect those two, we can help so many South African kids achieve their dreams as well. So that's currently well, um, a side hustle I think I'm going to pursue. That, that sounds like a massive, massive business. I mean, it's, it's common knowledge now that gaming online is, is a bigger industry than sport and movies and music combined, which yes. just tells you how enormous it is. All right. So, I mean, for many people that don't know what some of the stuff is, like esports casting and that kind of thing, um, let's just talk about your book for a second, because that's something a lot of people can understand. So you've written this book. It's called <laughs> The Marked Children, right? And it is, yeah, just show the book off. There it is. Take a look, everybody. There it is, The Marked Children. So the story is what basically this kid finds a symbol on his arm and yes. a whole bunch of other kids woke up with the same mark. I mean, it sounds like this, this, is this a scary book? Is this a, a horror or a thriller <laughs> or something? Well, I'd say don't give it to your kids. Uh, maybe wait until you're 13. Essentially, <laughs> it's our guys actually in South Africa, but I don't mention it until the end because I want it to be more relatable. You know how international audiences are. They, they don't understand when you're using kilometers. They use miles. My editor yeah. is in Britain, didn't understand anything I was writing. <laughs> but you have these kids all over the world, and one day they wake up with these marks on their arm. And each color mark represents the sort of reason they're going to be abducted, but they don't know it yet. So our main character, John, wakes up with a black mark. And two days later, he is abducted, wakes up on this new planet where all these missing children are. They've been there for years. They have this camp in the middle of a wilderness with these alien monsters trying to kill them. And essentially, they all need to sort of work together and try and get back home. But it's a whole philosophical thing about why they're abducted, why do their marks have certain colors. And I think it's very relatable to any kids. Um, so yeah, you, I was. I mean, this is yeah. So you're amazing because you're doing, you, you're studying this degree, which is no small thing. I mean, a master's degree is, is not messing around. For some people, that's a full time thing. You're also doing all your online stuff. You are taking an interest in a business which will hopefully take gaming in this country to the next level and connect people in, in, in you know, a, a way for them to also earn money. And then you write a book. How do you get time to do all of this stuff? And you have a relationship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Luckily, I only, I only met Jimmy in South Africa after I did my um, honors degree in psychology. So I had a year off while I was waiting for Scotland to pull through because their classes mm -hmm. start in September or start in February. Right. So I, I had time finally for a, a guy because uh, I was just telling them all I don't have time right now. <laughs> um, you kind of have to prioritize things. Um, I kept telling myself that like, you can't do what everybody's doing and expect different yeah. results, you know. Right. So I, I would write my book at night after my classes and my, my friends would go out and enjoy life. And I'd feel so depressed about it. But I kept saying I can't. I can't publish a book and not write the book. Like it takes time. And with streaming, I mean, most people play games, especially my age and younger. It's the new generation are all gaming. So all you do is you put on a cam, a mic, you press go live, you have your friends watching you. So you socialize and you play games, killing two birds with one stone. So there's always time to do some streaming if you're thinking about going in that direction as a young teenager. Okay, so so obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people will know you, even though you guys keep things very low key. I've watched a, a, a couple of the, the the videos that um, your boyfriend Jimmy, Mr. Beast, has put up, and some of the ones that you put up. Um, I did see that you were both on that trip to Japan, which looked absolutely insane. It was I mean, crazy. You stayed, you stayed in the most 
expensive hotel probably in the world definitely in japan right <laughs> you'd think so japan's economy is worse than ours oh, did you know this i didn't I, so so i mean tell tell us about the experience and what is it like to do? Because again, you 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 know you talk about all all the work that you're doing behind the scenes. Because people don't often take notice of that stuff. They always see the good, mm. exciting, and glamorous and expensive parts of your life. They see you going on these incredible holidays and things, and they see you and mm. your boyfriend doing wild, interesting, amazing stuff. But they don't they don't see the work behind the scenes. It must be a pretty cool break from reality to do that, even though it's not your day to day life. Of course. Yeah, well, um, when I initially met Jimmy, I wasn't looking for a YouTuber uh, boyfriend. You know, I expected them to be a bit immature, but, you know, having an alter ego they put on for the camera. So uh -huh. I went to see him out of pure curiosity when I heard he was here. And when I met him, I saw, at least with his YouTube business, it's it's a business. Uh, when, I, when I got to America, he has this massive building with like 200 employees working full-time because they yeah. have many teams having to make videos to put up a weekly video and mm -hmm. they have a big philanthropy goal so um two of his biggest philanthropy guys working for him darren and dan they both yeah. are from south africa which is a big coincidence mm. so you'll see if you go onto his philanthropy channel a lot of the um videos do he's doing now is purely south african because of our guys awesome from South Africa, organizing all these things, which is just so cool. Um, but essentially, it's all planning, planning, planning. It's so much stress. It's working from 10 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, maybe longer. And then here and there, you get to do a fun video. And I mean, it's edited in such a way that you only see the really fun parts. But <laughs> even on set, you're, you know, you've got this whole convoy of cars, everybody's stressing. We've got to do this, this, and this now, or we lose millions of dollars. And he actually does lose money. I still don't quite understand how this works, but he loses <laughs> money every single video. Um, but he has so a profit brand. Yeah, he does, he does give away a lot. Um, so he makes his profit through merchandise he sells, and that mm. funds the video, um, essentially. Insane. So. Yeah, it's a lot of stress. I don't think you a lot do. of kids know what they're signing up for. So, so let me ask you this, because I reckon a lot of, uh, especially a lot of um, young people who, who don't know how the world of YouTube really works, and they see it and they think, oh, that would be cool. And it looks like this is the easiest way to have a great life and make tons of money and have all the fun, and you don't have to worry about it. But from a relationship point of view, were you a bit suspicious in the beginning because First of all, you don't want to be a prop in someone else's media empire, right? And you, you mm. want the relationship to be more meaningful and important than a number of views on YouTube or somebody talking. And people are also going to talk a lot of shit about you, whether you like it or not. Were you a bit mm. nervous to get into that world um, because it was so different to the world that you'd come from? Of course, of course. Um, I mean, I always see people uh, bad-mouthing any girl going out with a successful guy. So I knew it was to come. I knew it wasn't personal because all my friends know me very well. My community here in South Africa knows me. They know I'm not the type. But uh, essentially, we, we've gone out for about a year and a half now, and I've never appeared in one of his videos. Uh, he rarely tags me on Instagram. The goal was mm -hmm. really to take it very, very slow. 
And I think I'll be appearing in one of his videos for the first time now um, in the next month or two as a as a, somebody in the backdrop, you know, because I go on the trips with them. And what happens is I'll go hide in a closet when they're walking through the house and they're filming because I really don't want to be on the camera. <laughs> it's very funny. I've gotten very creative. I'll, I'll hide in the garden real quick or uh, <laughs> anything not to be on camera no. and accidentally sort of you know, change the dynamic because it's the boys and it's Jimmy and they're filming sure. together and having fun. Um, but that's all purely because of the community and you want to yeah. get serious in a relationship too, right? You don't want to just throw every girl you're dating with into your channel and disrupt yeah. the flow of things. But we're very serious at this point. So we are going a little oh. bit further. How much yeah. time do you actually get to spend with each other? Because he's always on the move. You clearly yeah. have got a full plate. I mean, how do you guys actually find time to be together? Yes. Oh, well, because he is, uh, his job is so unconventional. Uh, he's either planning his next video for two weeks and I see him two to three hours a day. Um, in which case we really have to make it work. So he'll have 30 minutes off between um, filming some shorter video and I'll drop by the studio, quickly say hello, and then I'm back home. And uh, luckily my work's remote. So when I study, I can study wherever I go. I can write wherever I go, stream wherever I go. So when he's filming, I get to spend the whole day with him. So every time the camera's off, we're sitting in the car, we're, you know, quickly eating something, drinking a coffee. Or, or if we're in Japan, for instance, I get to walk alongside them, tour Japan. And then when the cameras are on, I just quickly disappear again so they can get the content. <laughs> so well, we make it work. I'm, I'm impressed because I know lots of people who have plenty of time on their hands and they still can't make a relationship work. So clearly you guys have got some sort of formula going on there that works. Um, how long does it take to write a book like the Mark Children? Is that is that a, a bigger project than anything else that you've done so far, including the degree? Honestly, yes. I yeah. The reason for that is I don't think – you can't really go up to somebody and ask, how do I write a book? There isn't – you can do a creative writing course, but you'll find that people are doing – a PhD in creative writing and I still haven't written a book because they just keep on postponing it. Um, so I had to sort of teach myself how to write it. I just started in high school because we were doing these little 300 word essays and we have all these projects and I thought, well, let's change it into a book. But you quickly learn, you know, nothing about character development, you know, nothing about how to get from page one to page 400 without having like little story arcs. So essentially, I rewrote the book so much that it took me seven years to finish. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So I feel like it would be wasted time if I don't write another book knowing what I know now. And I could probably do it in two and a half years if I were to start after this degree. Um, but it should be a passion and a hobby. You shouldn't do it for an income. You shouldn't quit your day job. You should do all these things on the side and sort of just right. enjoy doing it or else it's going to be a waste of your time. Yeah, say that don't quit your day job thing again because a lot of people, again, don't. get this idea. That <laughs> a lot of people think that, oh, no, if I just do this one thing, then that'll be enough. It's never enough, especially no. for people who are ambitious. So you're in, you're in Cape Town at the moment? Yes, I landed two days ago, I think. Cool. And, and yes. who's there? Like you've got a mom, sisters, brothers. What do you got? What's the family situation? 
So uh, living with mom, I have mom, I have my little sister, she's five years younger than me. And we, we have a house here in Cape Town. So we've been together for all these years. She's a doctor. She's amazing. She supports us. Does, and, your um, yeah. does your mom understand all this stuff that you're doing? I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to explain to people who don't know, you know, e-sports casting, for example. Did she get this in the beginning or was she nervous? Did she think you were doing something that needed, you know, her to watch <laughs> over you or need, she needed to know more about this? Does she watch your, does she watch your stuff online? Look, I got some side glances in the beginning when I had to describe that. I have a camera and a mic. People exactly. see me and they yeah. give me money. <laughs> it, oh, wow, it was yeah. very difficult to explain. Um, I think the moment I got my first esports job, I could tell people I'm hired by a company in Poland. That's how she could also explain to her patients finally what I'm doing <laughs> without getting right. weird stares. Um, the m money, money talks, but yeah, I, I find that a lot of people who start streaming really struggle to convince their parents what they're doing is essentially a future job if they do it correctly. Um, <laughs> but it's, it was awkward at first. Yes. All right. So what, what do you want to do in, in another five years? You already mentioned another book, which you want to do in two, but like, what kind of, what kind of future do you see for yourself? <sighs> Good question. Well, Right now, I've, it has been my life goal to get a master's degree in um, a different country because I wanted to set up sort of backup options in case I don't get a job here or the salary isn't good enough. I wanted to have an option to go abroad. I sort of found a loophole by accident now that I'm visiting Jimmy, but I still have, I got into Scotland after years of studying to do that. Now I... I kind of want to go into research there because they have laboratories that we don't have here in South Africa. So in, in neuropsychology. Oh, I, I can talk all day about neuropsychology. So the university of Stellenbosch doesn't even have a neuropsychology faculty, which isn't their fault. Our country doesn't have a system in place yet that allows you to uh, work as a neuroscientist with the correct credentials. Like we can become a clinical psychologist, etc., but I know the top neuroscience uh, scientist in like the country and she's struggling to actually implement this program. So yeah. UCT has six spots for a master's in neuroscience, only six. So oh, obviously right. so, I, I'm not getting in there to do it, you know? So what is the overlap? I mean, I, I hate to get super nerdy about this, but this is a fascinating area of, of research and clearly it's something that you can, can explain to us. So I understand like, neurology is the study of nerves so the actual nerve cells the gray matter of the brain and spinal cord the you know the the mm -hmm. the way the synapses work all of that stuff but neuropsychology because psychology is about treating people uh, therapy mental illness um, understanding you know how medication works with with uh, with nerves and 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 how we how we can create new neural pathways again are, the, are these areas all linked or is it very gray and mixed up for sure i think you you said it excellently so in each country it differs vastly the definition so in our country we'd call it neuropsychology like you said and mm -hmm. what would happen is you would work to treat patients with brain issues so the hospital would often refer a patient to a neuropsychologist to go for testing to figure out exactly what part of the brain is damaged. 
So you'll do this whole battery of tests. You'll figure out exactly what's going on. Maybe they are struggling with dementia or they have a traumatic brain injury and you have to figure out exactly how severe it is. Uh, that's sort of your job here. That's not what I wanted to do, however. I wanted to essentially go into the research field. So I want my own laboratory and I want to go into theoretical things like the definition of consciousness and how uh -huh. dreams work and... Mm. You know, so. and that's what Scotland, that's what they're doing. So that's why I decided to go mm. there specifically. Um, yeah. That's fascinating. Are, are we getting any closer to agreeing on a definition of consciousness? I mean, I listen to Sam Harris quite often, and mm. he seems to me, he seems to have some very uh, hardcore, very practical, very uh, cold definitions of what consciousness is. I mean, yeah. he, also says, he also says that the self doesn't exist. I mean, how do you see all of that stuff while we're in this uh, nerdy department that you and I are shopping in right now? He's an atheist, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I've spoken to quite a few of his colleagues. Uh, they don't agree, <laughs> but it's a very biased um, field, isn't it? Well, yeah. it's to me, it's bizarre. We can't actually, we can pinpoint the part of the brain responsible for speech, hearing, you know, you've got Broca's area, etc. We cannot pinpoint the part of the brain solely responsible for consciousness at first you have to figure out a conceptual definition for what that even is but, but we, can't um, even, we can't even find no. a place for self. we can't even see what self-awareness looks like in the brain like they they try to map yes. these but it's impossible because the whole brain lights up exactly and isn't that crazy that you have electricity in your brain that's the most bizarre thing. We're these biological organisms. We pretend we're just sacks of meat that die if you're an atheist and there's nothing more to it but we're running on electricity that's just like shooting signals constantly. I think there's a possibility that there could be more to it. I'm not biased, but the entire reason I'm going off to uh, Scotland is to really test some of these theories out because they like going into the weird scientific things. You know, they, they have a parapsychology department where they study the paranormal, uh, which is, it's obviously a, it's a bit far-fetched, but I thought, hey, that sounds pretty interesting. I want to see what's going on there. Well, I mean, isn't it going to be exciting when Neuralink came up with a way to interface between biological brain cells and computer chips? I mean, then really, you know, that will be the cutting edge of how we treat people. Yeah, that's absolutely bizarre. I think that would be the next step in our human evolution is like combining us with technology. And Elon Musk says we're already combined with technology, right? If you watch people walk down the street, they have a phone attached to their hand. I mean, we're, we've already implemented it into our lives. Um, I don't see why we'd stop there, to be honest. It's scary. So um, mm -hmm. Ryan and Simpiwe are, are very big on YouTube. They're always... They're t teaching me about like people I don't even know, uh, introducing me to nice. people like you, which is awesome because we've just had a conversation I didn't expect to have about neuropsychology, for example. <laughs> but uh, but the two of them are fascinated with how it works behind the scenes. In fact, Simpu has her own show where she talks just about the kind of things that these influencers and YouTubers and streaming people do. So I'm sure you guys have got some questions. What do you want to talk to Tia about? Ah, so I'll start, Ryan, because you got a bit of a chance to ask her questions yeah, ahead, yesterday. So I'm curious. I've used up all, used up all of her time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to find your take on some of the latest um, trends. 
like be it on TikTok or the streaming um, platforms where like there's now NPCs and like you can now be a sleep mm. sleep uh, streamer, you know, and it's like it's yeah. changing how people consume content. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> well, yes, it depends where you draw the, the line, right? Because I feel like here in South Africa, we have a lot of traditional values. I came from an Afrikaans school. So when I went into this business, I was very afraid that I would be judged because people wouldn't understand what I'm doing. Um, but yes, you have you have people pushing the limits of what we would normally view as acceptable content, right? So the NPC craze that um, you're talking about for the viewers back home, it's essentially a person sitting in front of the screen for like eight hours a day. You donate them money in the form of little emotes and pictures. And then they say, they talk like a robot to you um, for eight hours, pretend that they're just sort of this virtual thing talking back to you. They make thousands of dollars doing that. There's a reason they're doing that. And then the sleeping one you're talking about is where a streamer who's already got a name for themselves will basically go to bed like on my couch and they'll keep the camera on and that's the stream <laughs> people watch them and they make they make money while they sleep now i don't do that personally <laughs> i'm not judging <laughs> but um yeah yeah people people go wild there's an endless amount of things you could do and people will watch you it's it's kind of bizarre gareth would hate that I know, right? gareth you wouldn't <laughs> watch somebody streaming just like sleeping there I don't think you're yeah. <laughs> but you see, people watch it, and I'm just like, what the hell's going on? But also, like, no. how has um, I mean, working with Mr. Beast as we know him, and you call him Jimmy, mm -hmm. how has that influenced how you produce content now and the quality of content? Because I saw one of your vlogs, and I was like, oh, girl, you're right up there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, it's interesting. People ask this. My content has sort of stayed very similar but the way i think about it has changed so i view it more business-like now so the thing is even though you see the videos the way i make my income is through brand deals and sponsorships so when i am talking to them off stream i am talking far more business i know exactly what my monetary value is per viewer watched so if anything, I can now negotiate for more funds when I am sponsoring a product. And that's also why I really want to connect South African streamers with brands because they don't know their worth. It is absolutely insane because you know how you make um, income normally. It's through advertisements, right? Even on right. TV. It's the yep. amount of people watching the show, they watch the ad. Right. So a lot of these smaller streamers do these things and don't even realize that they're worth, um, they're worth a lot more and they could be asking these big businesses like Samsung and LG, uh, a lot more money for just advertising their product on their stream. So that's sort of what I'm doing now is I'm more negotiating behind the scenes and uh, making permanent lasting relationships with some bigger overseas companies. That's, that's big. So uh, Carl, who's a creepy, uh, <laughs> uh, he says, can you please ask Tia if she's at the point where she can sell her bath water yet? <laughs> No, we know that's the thing. Some people have made a lot of money out of selling their bath water. You know, you know, I totally could. I, I won't though. <laughs> my South African people—they'll never forgive me for doing that. <laughs> yeah, is it is it um, difficult also when you are moving in circles that you move because you know your boyfriend could pretty much meet anyone in the whole world that he wanted to right now, and then because mm -hmm. you're around, you could meet them too. 
Uh, is it hard to maintain the friendships and relationships that you had before and explain to those people how much your life has changed, even if it's just in the time that you're around him? I mean, it's, you know, to yeah. anyone else, it's, it's, a, it's a relationship. It's like, you know, if you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, you, you don't think about it as being this, um, this whole thing where you have to be a different person when you're around them. But you have to think about being the same person uh, mm. when you're around people who knew you before. Absolutely. I can't even picture it from my friend's perspective sometimes. And I feel almost guilty um, because I haven't changed at all. It's, it's rather funny. Um, but my, the numbers on Instagram has times 100 and people suddenly act like I am this famous person. But really, <laughs> I'm, I'm the same person. So I really go out of my way to still meet with my friends here in South Africa. Like three days ago, I was in Johannesburg for a, a work. And I met with a friend I haven't seen in three years from Stellenbosch. So catching up with them is just awesome. And um, ironically, you're really close friends. They don't change. It's the acquaintances yeah. you haven't heard of eight years ago who are suddenly asking <laughs> for favors. <laughs> and yeah, very way. awkward sometimes. But um, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't say I've changed luckily. And if anything, I really try to involve them in you know can i you know jimmy jimmy really wants to fly people out because that's what he does for business all the time and i tell my friends you know this is a real offer please come visit me in america like uh, it's not a big deal i know it's it sounds bizarre but i've convinced some of them and they've gotten their visas they've stayed with me for a week i could show them around show them what life's like behind the scenes and uh, nice. i visit them as often as i can honestly it's it's work, but it's worth it's worth holding on to those friendships you had beforehand for sure. All right, so I don't want you to do any spoilers or anything here, but you did say your relationship is becoming a whole lot more serious. So it's not just some flippant thing where you've been together for like a month and you don't know whether it's going <laughs> anywhere or not. Uh, without uh, spoiling anything, can you uh, tell us how serious things are? Pretty serious, pretty serious. Uh, we're going house hunting a bit in America. Oh, and, uh, very nice. That's nice. We actually have a picture yeah. here, Gareth. Um, I'm going to put mm -hmm. it up. There it is. Oh. That's, that's beautiful. That's in that, uh, that thing in Japan that you two were in. Yeah, uh, Team Labs. Uh, oh, that was so beautiful. cool. It's, that's it's such an a... art experience, but it's a 3D one. It was so cool. That's a very cool picture. I mean, oh. I, I don't, I don't know how many people get to do a uh, couple pictures that are that cool. So that's nice. He always takes his best side. Uh, <laughs> <very> frustrating. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. <laughs> um, All right, so yeah. this is good. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we've we've had the full discussion. You know, I obviously you 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 have to because I am uprooting my whole life here and going there it's it's a lot so you know i'm going to do my studies now in scotland and the idea is to sort of i want to say immigrate but the thing is i'm not leaving south africa per se i'm, I'm constantly coming back here for friends mm -hmm. and family yeah, but yeah. you know along the, along the lines i think i will sort of go towards uh, moving there and setting up my work there getting paid in dollars you know um mm. makes all, sense all that grown-up things you know well, you don't I mean, have to explain that makes perfect sense there's no one who's going to disagree with you i mean <laughs> there was a time garrett uh, th there was a story i heard there where um mr beast came through f to visit you for like a day 
Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it's like, I don't know how many hours it is to get here. Isn't it like 20 plus hours or so to fly here? And then he spends 24 hours and then leaves again to go and attend to his schedule, which is crazy to me. His, his company was calling me back then because we've only known each other for three to four weeks and uh, he really wanted to get to know me better. And they were begging me to tell him not to come because he has to film. <laughs> and it was a 34-hour flight here and back. Wow. So it was wow. 68 hours. And West Coast, was, huh? Yeah, it was crazy. But now we have direct flights, so it's 17 hours, luckily. But first you had to go to uh, Qatar or um, Germany, oh then you come down. <clears throat> so he really wanted to um, sort of make things more serious, but it was really difficult because we can't see each other in person. So it was unconventional. So he did that about three times. And then I finally got a visa and I went there. So because of his mm -hmm. schedule, it just makes sense that I'm the one who visits in America and I can work remotely, sort of fill in the gaps with his schedule. And that's sort of how we make it work at the moment. Do you do normal holidays where you don't have to have cameras around? Of course. It's, <laughs> yes. Is that the, yes. the holidays you look forward to? You're like, finally. <laughs> Relax. I don't have to hide in the cupboard when they start with the filming. <laughs> yeah, it's uncanny. You get used to the camera just always being there. So you sort of... It, it, at first, you, you're very awkward, of course, but uh, after a while, it's just there's always a camera shooting, whether it's to get behind the scenes footage for some future project or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's when he gets time off is we'll chill and we'll shoot the cameras away and we just catch up. So that's why I'm normally not on camera anyway. Um, but yeah, you, you have to fight for those moments. That's for sure. <laughs> Sanele wants to know, did you actually know who he was before you guys started dating or before you met i knew of him and pewdiepie so i started following mr beast when i was in high school that was 2016 because he was mm. doing these massive uh charity projects uh team trees and team c's where he was cleaning the ocean and people from all over the world were donating millions and planting trees and one dollar planted one tree something along those lines Thanks. So I was like, wow, this guy is pretty awesome. And I wasn't watching his content regularly because it was more, I don't know, I feel younger children liked it more. It was more sort of overacting, over-exaggeration, you know, that's how you get their attention. Don't, so, don't, don't criticize his stuff now. I mean, <laughs> no, no, not at She's all. She's being honest. <laughs> that's why everybody's kid knows who he is, but even wow. people my age sometimes don't quite know who he is. Mm -hmm. It's like generation gap. Um, yeah, so I know of him. So when he came here, I thought, wow, there's awesome guys here. That's crazy. Um, but I didn't go to meet him because I, I don't want to be that person who bothers you on your vacation. But my friend was just taking every minute she could to uh, go out and party. Um, so I was <laughs> like, all right, you know what? Uh, the last day he's here, I'll quickly drop by and say hello. Out of pure curiosity, I want to see how he is behind the scenes. And that's where he he liked talking about neuroscience and my book and oh wow i was like you guys wow. have lots of you have lots yeah. of, uh, of of stuff in common so clearly you know even yes and this is a, this is a strange thing like people always think when you meet someone famous you have to talk about them the whole time or their work and most of the time that's the last thing they want to do mm. um, you know I, I again i've i've met lots of people who do incredible stuff and sometimes you connect on the weirdest things like you know, mm -hmm. we were talking about scary movies this morning. 
And uh, that's one of Simpiwe's favorite things. I reckon that the stuff that really keeps a relationship together is, is being interested in at least a few things um, mm. across the board, both of you. All right, so let's talk about this, uh, this next book. Is it going to be a follow-on from the Mark children or is it going to be very different? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, it's such a commitment writing a follow-up book because you need to make sure the first one sells as well as the second one. Mm, I almost want to try, yeah, like a psychological thriller, speaking of horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have ideas. It's just so much work. I'm almost afraid to start again <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, I'd rather start right after I get this master's degree because I'm paying for this one myself. It's my first studies. I'm fully funding. So I really want to give it absolutely every second of my time. And then thereafter, I want to go all out with a career here in uh, content creation, whether by writing or, like I said, connecting streamers with brand opportunities and obviously growing my own content in whatever form that might take place over the years. What kind of merchandise are you going to do? (laughs) Good question. (laughs) (laughs) We were thinking about that just the other day. Um, I can talk about a lot of things, but I don't even know. I don't know how... How unpolitical do you get here? How, what weird no, you topics can, do you have? <laughs> you can be political, you can be wacky, you can be uh, paranormal, you do whatever you like on yeah. this show. There's no rules. Yeah, we were just joking the other day. We were in Los Angeles shooting for Jimmy, and th- I went to these stores, and they would be selling um, CBD in like little commercialized packets that look like candy. <laughs> And I thought yeah. this is so bizarre. What a bizarre thing. This would sell so well in South Africa since we we, <laughs> oh, yeah. we did that thing the other day. We legalized it. I'm thinking, yeah. but I can't I can't do that. That's a children's brand. Uh, you know, Jimmy's a children's <laughs> brand. I, I can't. But I'm thinking, what do we not have here that we could possibly bring here in the future? Um, that yeah, sounds that, like, you know, like gummies. Uh, weed gummies would probably be a big seller here. I think there are already people who are trying to do it. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was following it back in um, uh, when I was doing my bachelor's in law. We were following this case because it wasn't legal, and it was so cool watching it unfold. And eventually, they legalized using it in your home. But I don't believe they've actually figured out whether it's legal to sell it and buy it, yeah. which is yeah. a funny because how are you going to use it if you if you didn't buy yeah. it from somebody, right? They, they, they're just leaving enough of it in the, the, the criminal <laughs> underworld for it to, you know, be corrupted. But I, I'm just, mm. I'm blown away by all of this stuff. And I'm so pleased that you got to spend some time with us this morning. I hope you enjoy Cape Town. How long are you around for? Until the 2nd of September. Then I'm off to sure. Scotland. Sure. That's around all the corner. Right. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Very excited. And then you're going to watch, you're going to find yourself in a Scottish winter. Ugh. Yes. I heard it's very cold and dark and depressing. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be able to write that thriller in that climate, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think it's going to be a real-life thriller, honestly. I'll have to try my best to adapt. Well, what a pleasure to meet you, and thanks for being on the show. It's so nice to have a conversation about this stuff. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate awesome. it. It was awesome coming on. Very nice good. There's Tia Boyston, everybody, and you can follow her in case you don't already know. I'm going to put this up so that people know. I mean, if you don't know who she is, you're really not on the internet, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so nice to see you thanks Tia we'll, we'll catch up soon thanks very much Gareth bye bye there we go isn't she cool oh she's Great. dope